guys, and welcome back to another episode of Bleacher Banter. It is your one and only Danny Reese here with Jordan Kizzard. What up? Hunter Cohen. What up? New Chantanucci. Hello. And Jonathan Rakowski. Hey, boys. Today we are girls. Today, <laughs> whatever gen you are. Today, we are going to talk about our Week 7 reactions and our mid-season reactions. You sound so boring, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like we have a gun to your head. It's like, today, we will be talking about... I have about. a little energy, right, Danny. Let's come on. To yeah. Alright, the Thursday night game of this week was the Broncos-Browns game, which was probably one of the worst football games I've ever watched. I, even as a Broncos fan, watching them lose was bad, but like both sides just didn't have anything going for them this game. They had the, the Ernest Johnson looking like a stud running back with the Browns O-line, but that's really it. Yeah, that O-line, they work wonders, and I can't believe there was a point in the season where we thought the Broncos could have a shot at the playoffs because they do have a shot at the playoffs. Their they their divisions wide open. Yes, but they cannot handle a top tier above average team. I mean, they're very much they're struggling struggling with a ton of injuries. I just saw a rumor that Von Miller claims to be dealt at the deadline, which would but that would put them into that's basically going to decide if they're going to sell or they're going to try to buy. But again, I think with Judy back, they can win. Best defensive players was. Bradley Chubb and Von Miller, both yeah. of them didn't play this game. Well, exactly. Von Miller started the game, but got hurt. I mean, so, like, that, you, you take two, both of them out, obviously they're going to look bad in the run game. That, that's your pass rush right there. Yeah. You pay both those guys a lot of money, come off opposite sides of the edge at the linebacker edge position. But they're both not playing. Yet, along that, they were also missing first-round pick Jerry Judy, who's expected to come back this week, week eight this week. First we're, hat, first we are recording this on Saturday, October 30th, so we are dropping a little back. But I think Judy's going to add an immediate – impact to this offense they lost kj hamler a long time ago it's basically been a tim patrick Cortland sudden show they haven't been able to establish a legitimate run game because they refuse to give javante williams like the 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 workload the work the workload and i think judy's going to come back in and be the receiver he was we saw at least in the first half of that giant game yeah and this uh this relationship between uh javante and melvin gordon is something we've been talking about all year all of us here were i think we're all javante williams supporters we think that this backfield is going to be his at a point in the season, and we want that to be sooner rather than later. Melvin Gordon doesn't really add anything anymore to the run offense. He's basically good for a two-yard carry, and that's about it. And he's okay at the, in, the, in the catches. Yes, but so Javante's pretty solid, too. Well, Javante's better in the yeah. receiving game. Alvin Kamara draft. Uh, the, I think the one thing we talked about is how, how bad Teddy Bridgewater's arm really is. Like, we know he's an incredibly accurate game manager, so, like, he can hit guys in the short, like, He's a, great, he's a very accurate passer, but he cannot throw the ball deep. And we've seen, in, like, when he tries to hit Cortland Sutton, because Cortland Sutton's getting open. He's getting himself yes. open, but they, and he's a great deep threat runner, but route runner, but Teddy Bridgewater can't get it to him. Which it, and it, that's why Judy's going to be so important. Exactly what I was going to say. Because he can line up in the slot, he can line up on the out. He can, Judy can literally run anything in this offense. Just hit it I mean, Teddy needs. Judy's known for that like vicious route running. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be able to cut over the middle of the field 5, 10, 15 yards, whereas Sutton's kind of used that deep. You see, like, most Sutton's touchdowns are bombs, and those uh, most of his trunk plays are bombs, which I think having Drew Locke in that offense over Teddy would be better for the arm purpose. I mean, I, don't, I, I think really these next three games are going to solidify whether they're going to be – I know the trade deadline's next week. It's going to solidify whether they're a playoff team or they're looking back who they're going to take in the first round next year. They have – Two of the next two games are very winnable. They're playing the Washington football team this week. Then they're playing the Cowboys, which I'm already going to wash that as a loss. Mm-hmm. And then they're playing the Eagles. So I think they need to win. They need to two beat Washington. Three. They need to be, Washington's a different fighting game. I think they're definitely going to beat the Eagles. I don't think they're going to beat the Cowboys. So, And then after that, they have the two divisional games, Chargers Chiefs, which are huge games. But they have to get there first. You mentioned, the, you mentioned the Chiefs, and I think undoubtedly they should be the main focus of this podcast, at least for the football aspect, is what the hell is going on in Kansas City? I'll tell you what's going on. That they think that they could make a team with just offensive threats and not worry about defense, and they think that they can outscore every team. And when teams figure out that that's all they care about, they have two targets. They have. They really don't. They don't have any other. Like we thought, that this was a juggernaut offense. McCole Hardman's not getting doing anything. They have Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, and if you can somehow limit even one of them, they're not going to be able to do anything. Yeah, I think. Chief, sorry, you can go first. Ah, okay, I'll speak. The Chiefs went out there instead of spending money on the defense. They brought in Joe Thune, and they let their. Oh, yeah, they, hold on. They they had a good O line to begin with. They got rid of everyone. And, Eric and Fisher spent, gone. And spent on a new O line. I don't understand that. Why don't you keep the O line you have and work on the defense? Well, 
I understand. They, they could outscore everyone. They, they, they up, I mean, I guess you could say they upgraded their own line because they brought in Joe Tooney. Was, Slightly, though. Who was the, but they let their left tackle rock, Eric Fisher. They traded for what's his name from, um, from the Ravens. Uh, his name's slipping, but they traded oh, for him. Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown, Orlando yeah. Brown who's Junior. supposed to be amazing. Brent Jr., who's supposed to be amazing. And they got Creed Humphrey, who's been really good. Well, that, they drafted him. They drafted him. Where's, where's the love on defense? They did, they did they bring in anyone on defense this year, like they, notable? They drafted uh, Bolton, who's been pretty good, but that, they didn't bring in They anyone. have. Chris Jones, who was hurt, I believe, to start the season, yeah. who's recently coming back. Frank Clark has been, if he's he's still on the team, if I'm not mistaken, has been yeah, absent. And Tyron, Tyron Matthew, I haven't heard his name. I haven't seen one post of him on defense. Tried him I, yelling. I've always, always said he's one of the most overrated. The only thing we've seen of him is, is him yelling at yeah. exactly, exactly. This defense needs to wake up. They made a big mistake years ago. Letting Marcus Peters walk in, in free agency. I forgot if it was free agency or trade, but again, that's a young developing corner right there who's now, now, now not playing. It's, it's an insane corner. Their secondary is so weak. Teams are plowing down the field. I mean, we saw last week Derrick Henry running at ease. Ryan Tannehill, who's looked awful, throwing to A.J. Brown at ease, pitch and catch that's down right. the field. Their corners cannot play the ball in the air. They're slow. Like, I haven't seen them make one legitimate defensive play in a while. And I think. Yeah, they might be able to score forty-five points a game, but what does it matter if the other team can put up fifty-two? I was yeah. about, I was about to say they made one of the worst defenses in the league, arguably the worst, probably top three worst defenses in the league in the Titans. Yeah, Titans terrible. Hold them to three points, three I mean, um, points for supposed to be the best de- offense in the league. They obviously are having their defensive struggles, and there's also their fair share of struggles on the offensive side of the ball. I think part of the problem is with Patrick Mahomes given success over the past couple of years, he's kind of forgetting the little things that go along with being a quarterback. And he's trying to just be a hero. I don't. I honestly, I, 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 just, I think I that I don't think it's anything should be put on Mahomes. I think Mahomes can step up because we know he can. But you, we've everyone's going over this. You see, almost the majority of his picks have not have been his fault. I mean, just so like going back. Ty, sorry. If you no, I'm just saying what teams are doing is they're picking Kelsey or or Hill, Hill and they're completely removing them from the offense, and that leaves yep. one option, one option for Mahomes to get throw to. S- similar to what the um. With the uh, Saints did against uh, DK Metcalf last game, basically, let, don't don't let Hill work because you have a safety on him every single play. Tyreek Hill's game is a deep threat. He has struggled. I, he's had been solid games. He's struggled in the passing game. He has struggled getting open on the middle of the field. You really see him only getting thrown too deep. Apparently, you get the ten yard out route over the middle of the field, but he's mainly uses that deep threat and he's double covered deep. I feel like a lot besides that one game where he went ballistic because I mean they just I mean he just went rogue. People, teams are starting to figure out this offense. It's nothing. Their offense is not complex. It's just the fact that they had receivers that were able to get open. But I mean, you lost Sammy Watkins, who now we realize. I was going to say, might have been Sammy extremely Watkins. important. They did not have a second legitimate receiver to throw to. Sammy Watkins at least added a big body on the outside. I mean, now they got Harvin someone that can catch the ball at exactly. least. Exactly. You have Harvin and Robinson, who are your other receivers, who are built the exact same as Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. and, and even Byron Pringle. Okay, all, yeah. all the same. Exactly. These, but these guys shouldn't even be starting yeah. wide receivers on any other roster in the say NFL. I would would be a solid deep threat, maybe as a wide receiver four on any team. Three or four, not yeah. A wide receiver two. He's like a John Ross to the Giants. They got too cute. They thought they could win without their main pieces, and they they effed up. They fucked up big time. There's no other way to play. Oh, I think you blame this on the front office more 100%. than anyone else. They got too cocky. You gave Mahomes a ten-year deal worth five hundred million dollars. He's not playing like it. He's got to wake up. I mean, no Mahomes can step up, but again, this is not on him. Kelsey has had drops. Hills had big drops. You see drops left and, like, drops. I mean, they're missing Clyde of a celebrity. Even when he was healthy, he was nothing special. It's a disappointing offense with an expected defense to look like shit. And unless they went out, there's a chance this team does not make the playoffs this year, which yeah. is crazy to think about because they were the favorite besides the Bucks to win the Super Bowl. I have one thing to say before John says something. I just want to say, literally, they're, they see that they're – same offensive game plan isn't working that they've had the last two years, and they're not doing anything to change it. Like, run the goddamn football if you need to. If Mahomes is throwing picks and getting fumbles, run the ball. You it, and we said Daryl Williams in his first game looked looked, amazing. looked really good because they know that Mahomes has to throw the ball. That's all I have to say. Just they're not they're not making any adjustments. They're just it's it's the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Another thing we said, I feel like last year. When we all figured out last two years, when we figured out that, Ty, that Travis Kelsey was legit, mm-hmm. they used him in the run game. He would run screens. He would run reverses. He's all over the place. All over the place. You you don't see him doing that anymore. Especially on the goal line. Exactly. He was that players. pitch and catch guy at the goal line. You put him in a funky formation. They're not utilizing their weapons. They're not doing anything creative with Hale. They're not doing anything creative with Kelsey. They're not even using like 
I feel like they can utilize Mahomes so much better than the way they're using it. I feel like their play calling is kind of in like basic. I don't see any flash. I don't see anything special that this. There's, there's no spark in this offense, and I know this locker room is upset. But right now, I would take the Chargers and the Raiders to finish over them in the division. If, if nothing changes, I'm if taking the Broncos changes. too. Right, one thing that I think should be said, kind of outside of what's actually happening on the field, football is played every week. There's extreme volatility with the results you see from week to week. People need to stop getting on Patrick Mahomes' back. All right, we've seen him play what three bad games or so. Think about think about how in the NBA, say Steph Curry shoots bad for a few nights. Are people gonna drop him outside of their top five? No, they shouldn't. You, you have, like, but yeah, you there's there's yeah. there's so little to base on on football. Like obviously these these guys can't go out there every day. They're gonna end up in a fucking wheelchair in a week. But still, you, you can't forget how good Mahomes is just based on two three games. Happens every year. Every year there's one player that goes on a, a, a um goes on a cold, yeah, year. cold streak like. Yeah. I'm trying to think like Josh Allen like last year started off super hot went in the cold streak everyone dropped him out of the top five and now he's top five again because he proved wrong but they, well, even, he shouldn't have been dropped after a couple bad games anyways well, so. even this year I think he did that he had like yeah. a, a, he, a bad, his, bad his, game. his exactly. first game of the season everyone told him he's not fluke season and same Lamar Jackson top five quarterback yeah. the past two years and last year he was barely top 10 people were saying it's like his best season because because so people are allowed if people end the year on a cold streak they're never gonna hear the end of it it's just too it's, much time it, yeah it's people all don't let their people don't realize with the recency bias how dominant the player it's also be. i feel like fantasy is a big impact on it like oh yeah game. i mean yeah. everyone everyone based everything because on I, I like, like i'm seeing people at, saying cooper cup's a top five wide receiver in the league not. he's not he has amazing usage, and he's a very talented player, but that doesn't mean that he's a top-five wide receiver in the league. If he up for the year, then he enters that discussion. Yes. Because he puts up Randy Moss-like numbers for a full year. That warrants a discussion. Yes. But right now, he's just on a hot streak. Exactly. He's one, getting targets and touchdowns. One last thing I'd like to add about the Chiefs. They play the Giants this week. I'm a huge Giant fan, and if they do not win by 28-plus points, there's a problem. They should. They're going to – not only are they off a cold streak, but this offense should be ready to go absolutely ballistic on this Giants. Yeah, this Giants, so this Giants defense has been – Heavily disappointing, and now they're dealing with more injuries. They lost, I mean, between Blake Martinez, Jabril Peppers, Carter Coughlin just went down as well. They've lost their two game managers. I mean, they're basically relying on... And Bradbury's been horrible. Bradbury's been solid. The, he started off horrible. Started off horrible. He's gotten a lot better, but I think that's not should not be the focus. It should be that we gave Leonard Williams, made him one of the highest paid defensive ends in football, and he's looked like absolute shit. I feel, like, I feel like I feel I feel like people saw that coming. Yeah, I saw it coming. I, feel, I love it. I, I think Azo Solari has been great. I've always I've always <laughs> said I've always said paying someone after a career if you have a career year before your contract year, it's never going to be sustainable. Everyone plays better on a contract year. Everyone, everyone that everyone like Miles Bridges. everyone that has a contract year get that that has a best has the best year of their career because they want to get paid, and then the next year they got paid. They don't care about proving anything. That's how it goes. Uh, we have to move on though, because yes, we we, we can we can rant about the Chiefs for days. Credit to the Titans; they're looking like one of the best offenses in football. We don't have to talk about that much though, because they started off slow, and everyone. I would like to own up to my Julio Jones take three weeks ago. Thank you very much. We can have a discussion. What about it? About, oh yeah. Now Julio, I I said that he was Titans have three producers in one offense, and I think like have three legitimate fantasy producers, and Julio Jones has put out his guys taking a shit. So I am wrong. Thank you. Packers Washington football game. That one's nothing more to talk. Nothing much to talk about. It was close majority of the game. The, the more talk about the, the game this week. Packers Cardinals. No, yeah, we'll talk about Packers that later though. Washington football team. Their defense has been horrible. Bottom five this year. Okay, that's a stretch. They've been. They're not statistically. They are bottom. Five. Okay, but you also look. You have to look at the teams they played. They've been playing some juggernaut offenses. Let me look at their, Let me look at the games they've recently played. The Giants too. Again, all right. Saints they lit up thirty three points. That's not that's good. Not Falcons they lit up thirty. They have forty three to the Bills, which is bad. That, twenty nine to the Giants. That, that, yeah, but, the but, but I mean, they also held the Chargers to twenty points. So the thing is, we saw them give Taylor Heineke a chance to win a playoff game last year against the best offense, and I think we might have ever seen like in the past four, two three years. Besides maybe that Chiefs offense two years ago. I mean, and now they 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 can't stop anyone for shit. Mm-hmm. The pass rush, Chase Young. I mean, he's is he even playing? Like yeah, he's, he's not making much of a difference. Year. No plays, minimal sacks. They brought in William Jackson to be. It's also how they're using their their players though. Yeah. They br- they brought they they brought in they let some people walk but 
for the most part, it didn't change they much. They drafted, what's his name? The linebacker from Duke? No, Kentucky. Kentucky, oh. sorry. Oh, I forgot his name. You know I, I love him. I love Something Davis? Yeah, Jamin Davis. Jamin, Jamin Davis. Davis. They, 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 I mean, they've spent between, I think it's, is it something, Jordan, Jonathan, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, Chase Young, they've all first round picks. They were all, had amazing years last year, and now they're all invisible. They burned William Jackson on a decent contract to be their number one corner. He's not looked good. Landon Collins continues to have one of the most disappointing contracts in football. I think this defense needs an awakening. I wouldn't even be surprised. I if, think I think it, it they will bounce back, and I think they need to make some coaching adjustments on the defensive end because, but this is a team we thought was a quarterback away, and I truly do believe they're a quarterback away because their weapons on offense have been go, they've been getting better, and they've had, they they drafted De'Ami Brown, who I like for, to be wide with receiver three for a couple of years. Curtis Samuel, who hasn't been healthy, he hasn't been healthy, but but I'm thinking I I, don't, I honestly I think the season's a wash for them, and I think that next season they need to draft their trade for a quarterback, and I think that they could be in serious contention, but. I think their defense needs adjustments, and yeah, once they, I think they're gonna, they might end the season strong, and then I mean, move on from there. We, they're not going to the playoffs. Even so. like Ricky Seals Jones come in and have solid production on that offense. We've seen Terry McLaurin emerge into a top seven receiver right in front of our eyes. Dude, you give this he's, guy, you give this guy a top five quarterback, and he's easily a top five receiver. Adjustment to the ball in the air are all, it's just, it's beautiful to watch. He's making some of those ridiculous there, catches. Gibson, when he's healthy, will be the explosive yeah, back they, he was last year. This but front office needs, needs an awakening. They, I don't understand. They have a guy with a, sh- a fractured shin, shin and they're not. They're not. They're not. They're not. They're not bent. They, he. It's not. They're letting him choose. Yeah. Obviously, if you're an NFL player, you're not going to want to be injured. Like you can't give them a choice. You have to bench him so you can be healthy because he's not helping you right now. Gibson's not not producing because he's th- he figured out how to be good. He's, he's not producing because he. Playing on one and a half legs and can't be the explosive yeah. back he was known you, for. He's fault. You, if you if you if you, he's a fractured chin. So if yeah. you if you watch him play, he if he breaks tackle, he's falling to the ground right after because he can't run. It hurts. Exactly, and that's one of the one of his perks going from last year and going into the beginning of this year because he was pretty solid in the opening weeks, at least yards per carry yeah. wise was tap like yards after tap like after contact. He's a big dude. Just kind of spinning off those tackles and getting the extra couple yards. He was producing somewhat in the run game. We even see he's missing a lot of holes. Yeah, last year. and now it's just not there. And then the more and more they use J.D. McKissick, the less and less people are going to trust Antonio Gibson. Which I think Gibson needs a week, maybe two. I don't know when their bye week is, but he needs some rest. And their bye week's next week. Yeah, nine. Um, I want yeah. There's just the Saints Seahawks and the Colts Forty Niners. The Saints Seahawks. Quick thing, I just don't understand why the Seahawks are picking up Cam Newton. Geno Smith is horrible. That's all I need to say. Why? Why? No, I don't disagree. But why? I want to hear reasoning. Because he's just that good. Why? Cam said he's okay. Yeah, pull up, pull up your stats. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think him getting him getting two weeks good for everyone. He's better than Geno Smith. That's all they need. And he said he's he's gonna get vaccinated. Or did he already get vaccinated? One of the two. Cam I think he either got vaccinated or said he would if he needed to. He's getting the slot and he can break tackles. He's getting Monday night, the Monday he's night football. That was hard. It was hard. Boring. Week, but he's showing, he's I think, yeah. I think he's yeah. second in yards in yards per yeah, catch. Yeah, and Geno Smith somehow got negative yards. Joe Burrow looked really good too. I lost Joe Burrow out a lot. Courtesy of my boy Theo. Like, what about Maxwell Resnick? If he's not throwing, he drops some info. He drops some info as well on his Instagram. Yards per route run versus man coverage. Jamar Chase five point oh. He's been just he's been all of football. First. Lockett. He's making that catch by that one long reception. That was the Eagles back catch, but it was not a great draw. And he basically took Marlon Humphrey by the dick. 50, <laughs> and dragged him around that football game for an hour. And fucking made him look sick. And that is one of an established top seven cornerback in our league. He's been a pro bowler. So, I mean, the sky's the limit right now for Jamar Chase and I. 200 yards for especially for a rookie against like a really good defense. Very good. This was the most important game of their year so far. He's their star. He showed up. And I'm very impressed by his outing. Everything has looked. Their, their, enti- their defense has looked. Let me, just, let me just add the Rams and Cardinals are now. Their defense has looked. Dead even? They're like. I mean, they, they're number yes, one. Yes, obviously. Right now, right? 
Well, no, I'm saying uh, all right, all right. record-wise. record-wise so we, everyone's we're known we're the Cardinals have have had their schedule has been, been absolutely horrendous. I'm not taking anything away from them. They're a great team. They're a playoff team. They're a Super Bowl caliber team as of now. We haven't seen them fall apart yet. We don't know what's going to happen with the Kings. I would say horrendous. I've always viewed the Rams as a more complete team. Obviously, the Cardinals have a much more explosive offense. The last two weeks, they haven't been putting up points. I mean, yes, they put up 31 points. Against the Texans, but that doesn't mean anything. They put up 21 against the Packers defense, which is not good. They put up 17 against the 49ers defense. Yes, they put up 37 against the banged up Browns defense, 31 against the Texans. But that's not impressive for this offense. That's all he can do, but that's all they need him to do. Just interrupt. We found Texans, the Texans scored five points, Danny. Oh, not really. The, like, 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 they, what the hell? What, they, they had to have had. <laughs> what? That is pretty ridiculous. Okay, so, here, you, you explain. That's not, not only defense. Not, not only defense. Not only defense. Top, top ten, that's not elite. Top, top five is elite. You, you're gonna, you're, yeah, you're gonna call, you can't, you can't, like, you're, you're not gonna call a top 10 receiver an elite receiver. At least I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I don't call, I don't call Ryan Tano's a top 10 quarterback an elite. I'm just saying. They're a good defense. I don't disagree. Yeah. Wow, I was no, not expecting that to come out of your mouth. Let me just explain why. All good. Jonathan Taylor is elite. Elijah Mitchell is a quality running back that the 49ers need to pick who they want to use. I like that. I like that. You take other receivers put them in the same role they're going to just as much. I like that. They don't it's like having the aggressive, yeah. big grandma. They like fast guys. They don't like, like to break tackles. They like guys that are just going to run through people. Like not, they, no, they're not guys that run through They like guys that can, are pure runners. That's why we see Raheem Mostert. He's just as fast. And same with Jeff Wilson. They're just fast people. Top one receiver. Top one. Oh, bold take from Hunter right there. I can't fucking predict anything the 49ers do with their goddamn backfield. To get back on track with the Ravens, I will say their biggest mistake without a doubt. I don't know if not, anyone, anyone can guess real quick what their biggest mistake who, letting like, who walk. Do we all know anyone guess? Shanahan has this like alpha. I'll give you five seconds. You know the X receiver. That's like the thing everyone knows about. Like he Four, just runs through one receiver. Three. I think. Last year, Brandon Ayuk was so Matthew, Samuel Matthew Judah. Utilized Brandon Ayuk. Oh, yeah. I mean, Matthew fucking Judah. You talk about a guy who every Ravens fan was like, oh, he's overrated. We don't need him. We shouldn't have paid him. And he's going out there and making this Patriots defense look like a top four defense in fucking football. Huge mistake. The Ravens are lacking. I mean, imagine a pass. Imagine an edge rush, edge uh, a pass rush last game against the. Against the Bengals, how win, different that game would have turned they, out. They could win games if they spread the ball. Judah's been ridiculous. He's getting, he's, he's, he's eating quarterbacks for lunch. I mean, at ease. Buy one, get one free at this point. But Kittle doesn't even look that good when he when he's on the offensive goal. You have these big Kittle games, but that's when they use him. And then I don't, it's just I don't understand it sometimes. Yes, hundred percent. The one bonus is that they do get Stefan Gilmore back this week, which I think. Did he play last week? No, I thought no, he didn't. He was designated to return, but he was. That cornerback way more talented and a way better defender than JC Horn, but I think JC Horn added more. it also added you put a player in there who no one's ever seen NFL tape on. He goes ballistic. You don't know how to work around that. I mean, Stefan Gilmore, you don't know how he's going to be back after that injury. You don't know if he's 100%. You don't know if he's not even fit 75%. That secondary is good, though. They trade for CJ Henderson. They got Jeremy Chin. Yep. They got Chin's a tank. No, this is a fourth round running back they traded up for. It doesn't make sense. Just don't draft him then. You don't want to. If you you know what you like in a running back, you know that he's not the standard running back of the, the 49ers. Not even just. I think 
We know this is not the standard running back that the 49ers use. I don't understand why they would go out of their way to turn up and draft him. They knew they're not going to utilize him properly. One thing I'd like to add about Sam Donald is that who knows how different some of their drives have been if Robbie Anderson knew how to catch a football this year. I mean, I mean, you're talking about a lot of drops, like for five, six, seven yards. I mean, he had like I think pretty sure he is. He's a double-digit targets so back-to-back weeks. We all were. And the Donald connection. DJ Moore's been really good. The defense we thought was going to be good let the Giants score 25 points without Saquon and Nope. Sterling Shepard didn't play either. Carriers Tony didn't play either. Their starting receivers were Dante Pettis, CJ Board, and Slayton. Dante Pettis! Falcons Dolphins game. Skip it. Another skip game. Well, we got we got to talk about. Yes, let's let's talk, let's talk about how. Oh, I was gonna say we got to talk about Jalen Waddle and Tua. How bad both of these defenses are. First of all, second of all, talk about how these rookie these rookie offensive players are finally getting the hang of it. I think Jalen. It wasn't the the Dolphins. I think they actually had nothing to do with this game, but it just kind of part of the volume. It's all Rodgers in the way he uses there. Like, so what's my favorite phrase? We all know he's top five talent wide receiver. They they already said that. He's not Ryan Flores already said that two is their guy for the, at least the rest of the season. I don't expect. I don't expect so much. There's so much talent in this league that you put any top ten receiver with. Right. Maybe not any I don't see Watson being traded at the deadline. I could see an offseason. He's definitely getting moved over the offseason. I, I, I mean, I don't know how much you guys follow hockey, but I see this as a as a comparison to like a Jack Eichel. Like, no one, the price is so damn high that no one wants to bite because they, they don't know how he's going to affect the team in a sense. So people, it's it's very replaceable. It's just I think it's just it's just patience at this point for Watson. We know he's going to get moved. Jack Eichel, there's been rumors for trades for about a year now, and he's still not playing in Buffalo. I know he does not have 22 um, assault allegations from from, like that stuff, but it's still he's got a massive contract. They're asking a lot for him. No team might necessarily is going to give up all that capital when he might not even be allowed to play in the NFL for the rest of the season. But he's still top five quarterbacks in football. But there's also you also gotta like look at it as like how many of these allegations are true. There's already been double-digit allegations that have been proven false. I guarantee at least two or three of these are real. AJ, AJ, I wanted to get traded so bad. That's why. That's why I was. Yeah, everyone wanted Aaron Jones to walk because he's so talented. I do believe he's an example and he just starts, so he was an easy target. Because he's giant. He's giant. Dozens of other people come out and half of them are fake. One thing that's half of them are fake now. At minimum, half. The NFL. It doesn't take anything away from what he's done. The the NFL does not. Okay, at the end of the day, the NFL. I'm trying to provide. Yeah, but you look at a lot of yards that they got. Majority. The NFL hasn't made any outrageous statement that has led Sean Watson to be guilty on any of these matters. But again, that could just be Roger Goodell not knowing how many of their situation. I think it's best to move on from this. Edmonds and they broke tackles. How did he do much in that circumstance? No, he didn't have a shit game. Which is why he probably won't get moved. Yes, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. You're not looking for the ball. But no, it's not what he said. He's it's not what he said. Technically, technically, a quarterback would time when they ready for the pass. Like I don't think he should have thrown the ball, and I don't think I think AJ Green running the route Which is why the only time the Dolphins would trade Watson would be in the offseason. They're not going to move now. Especially because they already don't have their first round pick this year. They're not going to give up four more picks when they suck this year. It would be pointless because they're not a playoff team anymore. Eagles. Who wants to play for the fucking Eagles? Who wants to play for the Eagles? Am I right? Uh, Mac Jones, roadie. Are there any like? Like, um, dominant topics that we're missing. Not, games aside. I want to talk about the Lions, right? I want to talk about the, the Lions. Sounds good. I, 
love Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell has the biggest balls in the NFL. And DeAndre Swift is a top 10 running back in football. I like him as a coach for this team. This is, I think that some people The best winless teams. They are probably a top 23 team in football, made around of a win. Well, statistically-wise, I don't know about rosters. Yes, statistically-wise, they have lost so many games by one possession they could have won. They have gotten some unlucky unlucky endings. I mean, this team always fights, which I think why Dan Campbell has been so emotional about this whole ride, because this team is not an 0-17. I said last week that I think it's Lamar Jackson, and right now... Yeah, in 99 out of 100 other realities, they don't even know. Like, that was the greatest pick of all time. No one was expecting that. You know what? All right, you guys go first, because I have one. I mean... They're, they're oh. compete. They they do yeah, sometimes get blown out in the first half, but they do recover. I was going to say, mine could be Tom Brady. He's my second option. They have a great run game. They I think they have a top they, ten. This one-two punch is one of the best in the league. As a healthy offensive line between Sewell, who's Sewell Ragnow, who went down. They have one more guy who's, who's going to slip my name. I never. He's the tackle that plays opposite side of Sewell. He's not, I'm not going to remember the name. But they have a very good offensive line. Jared Goff is going to be a one-year rental, and they're going to draft a quarterback because this is one of the deeper quarterback classes we see. Not stud heavy, but deeper. Um, Kenny Pickett, um, what's the Cincinnati quarterback, Desmond Ritter, um, Ole Miss. There's a few guys. The Liberty quarterback. I'm not great with names. All these guys. I mean, even I'm not going to say. Spencer Rattler's not going to go to the draft. He's going to go to the transfer portal and play senior year out. He doesn't have a choice because he doesn't have a choice. The players he's playing with, the way he's playing, and also the story about him going from a for his point, why would he want a team to take sides? The best in the league, and, and then that also raises the that also Spencer Allen is a whole different topic. But that, that raises the teams. There's a lot of teams that are going to look for a quarterback. The Falcons, the Lions are going to have a top three pick, top five pick. Are they going to take a quarterback? Are they going to take a guy like Kyle Hamilton, who because they desperately need a secondary? Are they going to take um, Derek Stingley? The thing is, if there's a quarterback there, but Devin Stingley and Kyle Hamilton are there, then what do they do? Because I don't think I don't think Stafford's flying down anytime soon, and if nothing changes, and I think if he he's probably it's if the season blinded by fantasy production, Jalen Hurts right now this second, but it sounded like Yoda. That really sounded like Yoda. We know again, Jalen Hurts. But all the odds are necessary. Under the right system, yes. Yeah, I think like if you take Jalen Hurts' rookie year and put him in the same. Way that the, hand, the Bills handle Josh Allen, he would be just as good because he's got the mobility and he's got better mobility. The one thing that hurt Jalen Hurts was that he had no one to grow off of. He was a guy that you needed him to sit behind someone for a year, and Carson Wentz was so terrible that he didn't see the growth at all. He was basically put into a terrible situation. And he produced somewhat well being thrown into that. The first, the first, the first season, season, the first like two weeks, he actually looked like a good yeah. We know Jalen Hurts' his raw talent, his arm is shaky. I don't think the, the, yeah, but the only the reason decision, and decision making. Well, yeah, but that's all. Deve- that's all. Exactly. Development. It's development. I think if you put him, I also think Nick Sirianni was not the guy for a job. He's not a. He's not. A, he's not really. I wouldn't say a locker room guy. So he's more of just a, a guy like the Eagles. But I think the Eagles want needs by their higher head coach that was gonna. Because really benefit Jalen Hurts in these six games. Yes, the fantasy production is there, but we have seen some. Stafford had, Stafford like Jalen Hurts has been a mediocre quarterback. NFL speaking, wide. nothing special. I mean, you got to think for the amount of times they don't use Miles Sanders, they're clearly supposed to be passing ball or not. But we haven't seen any crazy games from any other wide receivers or tight ends, especially Devontae Smith, who they traded up to get, and he's been solid, but he hasn't been the guy you expected him to be. He was runner up. But I, I mean, we, the, the difference between him and Rodgers was the consistency. Rodgers was always consistently good, while Josh Allen was sometimes chemistry, and then other times amazing. No, I don't think he's going to win this year. And we all know the system he's in, and blah blah blah. He's, yeah, he's he's going to be in the, the top. He always will be. So you think it's a confidence issue? I, I think it's a multitude of reasons. I don't think. Oh, good word. That's, the, that's not an argument using MVP often. Yeah, exactly. Every single week there's a rumor about them getting a quarterback. I think another problem is that I feel like oh, yeah. their time of possession is the best offensive line. For for a defense that sucks, it's embarrassing. It's, yeah, I mean, outside of Darius Slay, this defense is 
getting absolutely torched. And it's like, they're not giving their offense a ton of time until the fourth quarter to really get the football. And I think that, I don't know, it could change things, it could not change things, it could make it look a little better, but, I mean, he's only completing like 15 passes per game, that that can happen with an NFL starting quarterback. Hunter John, who you guys have as your MVP? The rushing is great, the mobility is great, but in reality, the Eagles are nowhere near contenders, even if you... In the next two, three years, they're gonna, they're gonna be bad. They're gonna be bad for a good while, and that's, and that's only because of the front office. They had the draft picks, and they, how many draft picks did they fuck up? They could have Justin Jefferson, any one of those guys. Any two of them, for God's sake. They're Rager, Arcega, Whiteside. Regardless, yeah, but they. Their drafting has been terrible. Their only good valid. pick like really has been Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts. Um, and Landon Dickerson has had a good Jaylen year Hurts to start. With, with I think one of the two guys is now Carson out of the top three. Because you, you know how it works. One bad game, you're done. You're, you're, out, you're out of the. I mean, um, is there any other. Be back in the race because he will be. Because everyone has bad games. But depends on how low the other players' games get. I would say way too talented now. Do you think? Do you think it's like an every, interest standpoint? No, but it's like because maybe he knows the best player before. You see basketball. Everyone's at there's like thirty there players average twenty points per game. Now the NFL is like at least how many receivers are going to put up like over a thousand yards this year? You saw them. It's ridiculous. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase probably will. I believe he is all good to play. I believe. This year and it's it's. You watch the game. I'm assuming everyone here watched the game. The, the Seahawks Saints oh, yeah, game on NFL football, yeah, yeah. they were yeah. scared. Yeah. They were scared to run the. They were scared to pass the football. There was two straight drives where they didn't attempt one pass. Yeah, and Geno Smith somehow got negative rushing yards, which recording a little more. I lost money on. But we're talking about the Seahawks. Yeah, Geno Smith. I think they were. What is Geno Smith doing if he's not throwing or rushing? Honestly, I think I think what at the Seahawks over was him having a very good second half against the Rams, where he came in and actually was able to throw the ball. But he's been he has been atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. Lockett. Metcalf had that one long reception, but that was a DK Metcalf play. That was not a great throw by Geno Smith. It was probably 20, 20, 15, 20 yards, and Metcalf, rightfully so, because how good he is, made the play himself. Lockett has gotten open. Geno Smith has failed to hit him in the right positions. He's not using Gerald Every. Freddie Swain has been his favorite target. I don't know if you guys have noticed that, but that's embarrassing. The Seahawks are not a playoff team. We talked about on our last podcast, I believe, that we said we could see all four teams making the playoffs, and now I only see the Cardinals and the Rams making the playoffs. I don't think the 49ers are, and I don't think the Seahawks are, regardless when Russ comes let back. Just, let me just add the Rams and Cardinals are now dead even. I mean, they were never yes, they were never dead even. The Rams were always better. Well, no, I'm saying record-wise. Uh, record-wise, record yes. We, everyone's known the Cardinals have, have had – their strength of schedule have been absolutely horrendous. I'm not taking anything away from them. They're a great team. They're a playoff team. They're a Super Bowl caliber team. Team as of now, we haven't seen them fall apart yet. We don't know what's going to happen with Cliff Kingsbury, but the Ram- I've always said view the Rams as a more complete team. A more a, they're obviously the, the Cardinals have a much more explosive offense, but they don't look. They had the last two weeks they've been haven't been putting up points. I mean, oh, yes, yeah. they put up thirty one points against the, the Texans, but that doesn't mean anything. They put up twenty one against the Packers defense, which is not good. They put up. 17 against the 49ers defense. Yes, they put up 37 against the banged-up Browns defense and 31 against the Texans. But that's not impressive for this offense. I think something to note with that Texans game is that it was actually close going in to, like, mid-third quarter. Like, the Texans were actually holding their offense. Yeah. I think Texans, offense the Texans scored five points, yeah. Danny. No, the Texans were holding their offense. Oh, not really. Yeah. Texans so, defense is uh, low key, but no, they like, didn't explode like, for a lot. The Cardinals, like, they, what, the Cardinals had like had 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 three quarters. What? No, yeah, they, they really, they, they really, the fourth quarter. They really didn't score like, that much until the crazy fourth until the fourth quarter. I mean, this Cardinals defense is an elite defense. And just That's time. not not elite. If they've been bailing them out throughout some of these weeks, not like, not an elite defense. Not an elite defense. Top top ten. That's not elite. Top top five is elite. You're great defense. You're gonna, you're, yeah, you're gonna call. You can't. You can't. Like you're gonna. You're not gonna call a top ten receiver an elite receiver. At least I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Top ten. I, I don't call. I don't call Ryan Tano's right, a top ten quarterback an elite. At the very least, okay, I'm just they're, saying. they're great. They're good. They're Again, it is a group of players, average, not singles, so yeah. it's hard to compare. Above average defense. Um, they kind of have been bailing them out. Bailing them out with the 49ers, and then they kind of were the reason why they won against the Texans until they got some garbage time touchdowns in the fourth. And um, 
if we're are we gonna talk about the Thursday night game like now? I guess it's yeah. Be no, what about, well, some, what about the Sunday night? Yeah, the, game? the last. I want to talk about how, how good Carson Wentz. Alright, yeah. So let's talk about how elite Jonathan Taylor is. Jonathan Taylor is elite. Elijah Mitchell is a quality running back that the 49ers need to pick who they want to use. Once and... they establish a guy, they're gonna be good. It's a really good scheme for running the ball. They just never seem to establish that bell cow stuff. Yeah, because they don't like having aggressive, big runners. They like fast guys. They don't like people that can break tackles. They like guys that are just going to run through people. Like not, they, No, they don't like guys that can run through people. They like guys that can are pure runners. That's why we've seen Raheem Mostert, who's not – he was just fast. And same with Jeff Wilson. They're just fast people. Do you think Wilson coming back in uh, November is going to affect yes. Mitchell? I can't Wilson. fucking predict anything the 49ers do with their goddamn backfield. Well, we got we got to talk about the How? way this offense works around Debo Samuel. It's 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 truly beautiful. All right, I have a hot take though. You put you, not uh, not even just for Brandon Ayuk, but like, we all know Kyle Shanahan has this like extra, alpha. Yeah, you know receiver. the X receiver. That's like the thing everyone knows about. But, like he just runs through one receiver, and I think last year Brandon Ayuk was so good because Debo Samuel was out, and they yeah. utilized Brandon Ayuk. They're not utilizing Brandon Ayuk, so it's like I don't think it. I don't, obviously Brandon Ayuk is not playing as well as he could be, but I don't think it's necessarily his fault. And I think you put any other player in that's like. Any other average receiver in Debo Samuel's position, not taking anything away from Debo, he's very talented, but it's the offense. It's, it's not. The they it's not their number one guy. It's I, it's I and it's frustrating it. to watch because they can win like they they could win games if they spread the ball, but they don't. I completely agree. They they make plays specifically for their ex guy, their top guy, and yeah, it doesn't really give much of a chance for any other receiving option. That's why Kittle doesn't even look that good when he when he's on the offensive role. Exactly. You have these big Kittle games, but that's when they use him, and then I don't. It's just I don't understand it sometimes. It's it might look sexy, and it might make Debo like stat line look really good, which it is, but it's not really sustainable to run an offense through and to win games with. Yeah. I I know this is completely off topic, but we are talking about football. Um, Kenneth Walker the second against Michigan, Michigan State mm-hmm. has 193 yards and five touchdowns, and just single handedly brought his team back down 16 points, and. Yeah, he's insane. Sorry, I had to add that. But Heisman moment. Heisman moment. Heisman alert. Um, good draft pick alert. And yeah, whatever. Sorry, I had to add that. But any team looking for a running back is going to be cream, um, drooling over this guy. Sorry, I had to, I had to add that because we were talking about running backs in football. But um, my take on the 49ers is Elijah Mitchell was amazing, and then they used Hasty on almost every third down. Complete waste. They do not know how to properly use their running backs, and I think that. They should be using Trey Sermon in Jermichael Hasty's role, if anything. They traded. You know, this is a fourth round running back they traded up for. It doesn't make sense. Just don't draft him then. If you don't exactly. want to, if you you know what you like in a running back. You know that he's not the standard running back that the, the 49ers. And Sermon produced in Ohio State. It's not like he's that. Is it? This is. We know this is not the standard running back that the 49ers use. So I don't understand why they would go out of their way to trade up and draft him if they not. They knew they're not going to utilize him properly. He was. He's a workhorse back who's not getting the work. Like Trey Sermon's used as a workhorse in Ohio State. Yes, he's. He's a guy that's going to break tackles. He's maybe he'll not go on giant ass runs, but he'll break yeah. the tackles and he'll. Be solid in like a third and one or like a, you know what I mean, second and five. Like you, you want that change of pace. Yeah, but they don't use them at all. It doesn't make sense. All right, for the last five minutes of our uh, football episode, I think it is now warranted to talk about this Thursday night game that we just watched two nights ago between the Cardinals, Packers. Both teams were twelve and zero over the past six weeks. Twelve and zero combined record yeah. over the past oh, seven oh, weeks. Oh, yeah. Two sizzling offenses. I mean, the Packers, they've looked amazing since that loss in week one. Amazing. And um, we kind of knew that they would bounce back. I mean, they haven't exactly been blowing out people, but they've, they've just been handling their own mean teams left and right. I don't, I don't think the strength of schedule has been anything crazy up until now, but uh, Rodgers is and will always be a guy who can carry an offense to the playoffs. And they kind of proved that uh, it's more Rodgers than the receivers, this which right. I think you were getting at with that Devontae Adams. It wasn't. The Dante I think actually had nothing to do with this game, but it just kind of proves my point a little bit that like it's all Rodgers and the way he uses receivers. Yeah, like Dante Adams is talented, all blah. We all know he's top five talent wide receiver. Not doesn't he's, he's not, he's, runner, he's hands, not the number. Speed. In my opinion, he's not the number one receiver in the league because of the system he's in. What do you think is? I feel like it's kind of up for grabs. I feel like any, there's so much so much talent in this league. So Wait, much actually. No. <laughs> there's so much talent in this league that you put any top ten receiver with. All right, 
No, maybe not any top ten receiver because there's people like DK Metcalf who I don't think would thrive in that role. But like Justin Jefferson, he would thrive. He's Justin so Justin he Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, Tyron McLaurin, these the guys that can do everything. Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel could be a top, would be a top five receiver, mm, top, top seven. seven, top seven, yeah. top ten receiver in that role. Like it's 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 all about it's 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 just it's very replaceable in my opinion. It's, it's just checkdowns and. Rogers, yeah, mm-hmm. but it's also just the chemistry. Like that's like yeah. like they know what each other want. Like Randall Cobb scored two touchdowns because he had a chem- his chemistry with Rogers. Like Rogers doesn't give anyone else a chance. I also like to know that they were out their two best receivers in the red zone and yet looked to pass three da- on all three downs multiple times, which I think is says something about this defense, this offense that no matter who the hell is healthy, who is hurt, that they're still going to pass the ball at will and will use Aaron Jones when they have to. I mean, Aaron Jones should have two touchdowns. He didn't. Oh well, but they were without Devonta Adams. They were without Alan Lazard, and they still they still pass the ball a lot in the red zone. They've got a one-two punch of their own that looks really good. And yeah. AJ Dillon is an amazing. AJ Dillon's a tank. He's, 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 he's very good. good. I wanted to get he's traded so bad until I started watching him just tear apart this run defense. Well, we, 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 we all wanted them to let Aaron Jones yeah. walk. Everyone wanted Aaron yeah. Jones to walk because he's so talented. He's very talented. Yeah, they I put him in there, and he just like he just broke every tackle. He got like a bunch of because he's giant. He's huge and he's fast. Days. Now about the Cardinals, I don't think Kyler Murray had as bad of game as everyone thinks he had. Mm, I, I think yeah, I think he did. Ball, I think you, you did, add some of the rushing touchdowns. That yeah, but, were yeah, but from you, Connor you look at you look at a lot of yards that they got was majority check down rushing. No, passes. I don't agree. He didn't play well at all. Like he, he even I think his his either. stats kind of even look more inflated than you would think because. How many of their how many of their times going down the field was it a check down pass to Connor Edmonds and they broke tackles? Kyle didn't do much in that circumstance. Nah, he didn't have a good game by any means, but I don't think he had a shit No, he didn't game. have a shit game. And I want to take a little bit of the hate off AJ Green. Yes, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. One you're not looking game. for the ball, but... Why are you throwing it? Yeah, I was going to say, why... I, I'm not going to say, because... Timing technically, that's or technically, you technically the quarterback would time when the receiver turn around, but... AJ Green didn't look like he was ready for the pass. Like I don't think he should have thrown the ball, and I don't think I think AJ Green should have been running the route better. We both, also I think it's both of them fault. I don't think we it's also, fair to blame it. We on also the don't know this happens a lot. A lot of times when you're in the NFL, you have option routes where you can run two routes, yeah. basically like 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 an option route where you can either flare up the field, like like in this case in the red zone, he can either run like a curl or try to cut inside. Yeah, and we don't know. AJ Green might have thought like, oh my, I have a better chance of getting open if I cut across the middle of the field than turning around. And Kyler was like, oh, like you were open. Just a minute miscommunication. I think the biggest thing was that DeAndre Hopkins wasn't there for the half of this game. He takes a lot of attention off all these other receivers, which is why Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk, AJ Green have all been so good. Rondell Moore is so talented. He's but so talented. this Cardinals defense is going to be a lot different without J.J. Watt, and there was a report that he might be back at the very end of the season if it's possible. But, I mean, losing him, him and Chandler Jones coming at you from both sides is scary, and that, that adds a lot less stress to the offenses with no J.J. Watt in there. And I think that... They're the wild card team now. I think it's the Rams' division to lose now that they have the Cardinals had their first loss. I mean, their their uh, matchup that's gonna go on whenever is probably later in the year. That that is gonna be the game of the year. There's so many implications in that game. Yeah, there's not much else to talk about to be honest. We can wrap <clears> her up. Yeah. Um. Want to just go through? I don't know if anything's changed since the last couple of weeks for me personally. Might have. About our MVP, because I said last week that I think it's Lamar Jackson, and right now I think it's completely up for grabs. It is. MVP. I, I, I got mine. I don't even know who I got mine. Anymore. I got mine, too. No, I'm guessing ours is the same. You know what? All right. You guys go first, because I have mine. All right. So, I guess me, me and Justin have No, we don't. Yeah, we do have two different ones. Cause my, mine is Tom Brady. I was going to say mine could be Tom Brady. He was my second option. Mine's Josh Allen. And I'm just like, what? what's your main thing that gives Josh Allen the edge over Brady for you? Um... I think he's working with less weapons and doing more. He's more explosive. He's showed that he's been able to use the run game. He's massive. He still has very good speed. He and his team is winning football games by. I mean, they're 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 plus my they're like their point margin yeah, must be crazy. I don't looked at it, but I'm sure it's I think, ridiculous. I think Josh Allen, the Bucks too. I think Josh Allen deserves it more than people are giving credit for. But I don't. I don't even think that he's in the. Is he, he's probably number three in the race probably right now, right? Yes, I still think so that after last week. I've seen everyone starting to finally get on the Matthew Stafford train because he's done nothing showing he's, he's slowed down. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to say that he's an MVP caliber like talent player, like, but I think the, the system he's in, the, the players he's playing with, the way he's playing, and also the story about him going from an sh- absolute shit organization to 
one of the best in the league, and now they, this team barely made the playoffs in the wild card spot. Now they're one of the probably <coughs> the number one team in the NFL. I think the story's there, the storyline's there. The touch, the th- the passing touchdowns are one hundred percent there because they're not even running it that much in the red zone; they're throwing it, which is another reason why Aaron Rodgers won MVP last year. It's a very similar situation. The cup. The Stafford thing is the same as the Rodgers to Devontae Adams, where they would run the flare route to the right side and they would just chuck it down. The reason I, I, I don't think I don't think Stafford's slowing down anytime soon, and if nothing changes, and he, I think he, if he he's probably it's if the season ended today, I think it's between Brady and Stafford right now, this second. But I'm not saying that Josh Allen can't come, can't step up because well, I know I'll, he, I'll, we know he can. This loads. I just want to pull something out. But all the odds are in that Stafford's favor yeah. now. Listen. Wow. Oh, God. Is it ready? Yeah, it it is ready. Um. Week one lost twenty three sixteen to the Steelers. It's a bad first game. Went into Miami, thirty five zero, put up thirty five points. Went into Washington, put up forty three points. Went into Houston, put up forty points. Went into Kansas City, put up thirty eight points. They then lost a heartbreaker to the Titans, putting up putting up thirty one points. Josh Allen defensive side has been proven that I know you could say the Washington and Miami have not a great defenses, but he's been like he's been they have there's no stopping Josh Allen. Yeah, and I think as reason... the season continues to go on, if they end at thirteen and three and, and are the first seed in the four, 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 yes thirteen and four sorry, and if they end first place in that AFC, it yeah. is his MVP to lose. But if it doesn't, but what I think Tom is, Brady and Matt Stafford hundred percent. What I think 100%. is unfair and why your your point is valid, but I don't think it's gonna hold. Up, yeah, because the the voters, if you have one bad game, you get dropped. Exactly. Stafford has Stafford and Brady. I think Josh Allen's highs have been much higher than Brady and Stafford. But both consistency. Maybe not, not Brady. Maybe not Brady. Consistency. Yeah. Hundred percent. Matthew Stafford's been consistently good. Brady might have had a little bit of a lower floor than Stafford, but his obviously ceiling's higher. Like has been higher. But that's the thing. They care more about the consistency than anything else. Like we know that Josh, like Josh Allen, last year could have been in the MVP, like probably a top. What was he? He was runner up, but I—I I mean, we, the the difference between him and Rogers was the consistency. Rogers was always consistently good, while Josh Allen was sometimes below average, and then other times amazing. I don't think Tom Brady will ever win an MVP again. No, I don't think he's gonna win this year. And I, I don't, don't know the system yeah. he's in, blah blah blah. He's, but I think he definitely. Could yeah, he's he's gonna be in the, the he talk. Be, he always will be in the talk. He's Tom I mean, Brady. He's leading this this team looks amazing in every facet of the game right now. But then he's you could, them you can use the argument that his team around him is so good that you can put most quarterbacks in there and he'd perform. But that's, that's not an argument using MVP off. No, yeah. exactly. But but that's another reason why I think Brady's success is not valued as high is because he has Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio oh, yeah. Brown, Leonard Fournette, the best offensive line in football, one of the best defenses in football around him, which is why I think Brady won't be in contention. Like, in that top two, three, I think he should be. But I think at the end of the day, it's probably going to come down to Lamar. Wouldn't be surprised if Herbert or Kyler are in there as well. Stafford, Josh Allen. Maybe Dak will make an But opinion. does Derrick Henry deserve it? No. It, it would take a lot for a running back to be in contention, but he is doing a lot. Is he Opoy for you? Yeah. Right now, 100%. Yeah. Hunter John. Really up for discussion. Well, who you guys have as your MVP? Uh, I, I agree with you guys between Brady and Stafford. I mean, oh, obviously, fuck you Brady. Gone. Obviously, he has... Really good. Res- everything around him is really good, but he's just so good. He just, he just. That's why I don't think. Yeah. I mean, not to take away from his talent, but the team around him is literally insane. One of the best offenses of I've And then I, I've, I've heard arguments like, oh, he's Cooper. Stafford's Cooper Cup. Stafford made Cooper Cup. Yeah. Not, not yeah. made him. Before this Cooper Cup, but like, yeah, but like Stafford made him. Stafford's been really good Which this year. Which is why that argument is invalid. Like, he's, the team around them. He's taken the offense, the Rams offense, to another level that Jared Goff couldn't. Obviously, their defense is really Jared good, Goff too. Sucks. I think I think after this game, obviously, Kyler's now out of the top three. Because you, so. you know how it works. One bad game, and you're done. You're you're out You're out of the – I mean, I'm not saying he can't be back in the race because he will be. Because everyone, everyone has bad games. But depends on how low the other and players' games so get. deserving guys. It's too talented. NFL is way too talented now. It's get we see this like I every, love it. I love no, but it. it's like same thing with basketball. It's like you yeah. see basketball. Everyone's at there's like thirty players averaging twenty points per game. Now the NFL is like how many receivers are gonna put up like over a thousand yards this year? A lot. It's ridiculous. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase probably will. Fucking Debo Samuel's going to this year. And over eight hundred It's 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 unreal. It's unreal. Um, I think that yeah, wraps up. That wraps uh, this up. was fun. It's, it's been a while since we recorded. Um, all I'm going to say is that this is, I think, we're, we should be recording a little more. It's been tough with school and college for all of us. You know, we're at that age. 
Um, if you guys listen to this whole thing, the Daniel, Daniel, that's not even <laughs> funny. That's not even funny. Um, gym addictions more for John Rakowski. Um, thank you guys all so much for listening. If you got to this point of the podcast, Bleacher Banner signing out. Peace. Peace out. Peace. Yeah.